English. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. You're listening to Cordition and Coy. Call the show at 401-737-1287. 1037-WEEI, Southern New England Sports Original. Welcome back to Cordishian Coit on WEEI 401-777-1037 is the phone number. The text line is 37937, and that Connecticut texter texted back and said, wasn't knocking you guys. You both, you have knowledge of both. Your show has become fair by talking both very fairly. And in case you forgot, you guys are Providence guys, not Boston guys. Correct. Yes. Yes. So, so we're right in between. No, no, no. We, look, we weren't hammering you by any stretch. You're entitled to your no, opinion. I, Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Uh, no, I went back at the texture. I did. Um, yeah. But, you know, texture, I just, I just think don't ever let professional sports owners or front office or whatever off the hook for their bad decisions yeah. by saying, well, the media doesn't talk this, that, and the other thing. You, Texter, and us, you know, guys on the radio, we'll talk about all these things. It's it's up to them to make the right decisions. And if they don't make the right decisions, we're going to hamper them for so the, <laughs> no, Well, the Texter is right in that, you know, football is much more popular big than time. baseball right now. And big that time. is a big reason why we talk about it more. But it's also a chicken or the egg thing, right, which came first. As I said to you during the commercial break, if the Red Sox are better and more interesting, more competitive, We'd be talking about him more. If we knew who half the yeah. guys were right. on the freaking team, yeah. then we'd talk about If they more. did a better job of putting a better product on the field, yeah. there'd be more buzz, more excitement, more energy in New England for them, and thus there'd be more talk about them. So it, it's a it's and it's a double-edged sword. I actually think, Texter, the last couple of months, there has been more talk about them because they did catch our interest you know, a, for a little while there. I I've called them all along. I've called them the Michael Corleone Red Sox in 2023 because just when you think they're out, they pull you back in. And I think that was intriguing to all of us, and they were intriguing guys. It's just now the talk they're being talked about again now, but now we're all talking about them like, what the heck was this roster going into the year? What's the future? What What is their direction? What is their philosophy? You know, what is Mr. We're going to do it and it's going to be awesome going to do here? How is it going to be awesome there, Heim? Yeah. Because it hasn't been awesome. It's been up and down, mediocre, you name it. So we have a texture here from, from the 786. Guys, I'm still holding out hope that Bloom gets the axe. Remember 2015, uh, John Henry said Ben Charrington is going to be here for a long time. After another bad start, three months later, Charrington is fired. Um. You know, some, as I said earlier, and I don't know if firing Bloom is the answer, but something's going to happen this offseason, and I don't know what that is. I, I, I'm, I agree with you. My hunch is the guy that's leaving this organization this offseason is the manager, Alex Cora, and I really like Alex Cora. I think he's a terrific manager. I think he's a great baseball guy. I am much more aligned with his traditional approach to the sport as opposed to the analytics and uh, build the farm system and all this other Tampa Bay junk that we get with Heim Bloom. But again, I'm hesitant to put it all on Heim because, as you pointed out correctly, I think ownership had an idea of what they wanted him to do. Uh, lower payroll, build up the farm system. So he's doing, I think, uh, the work of, of, of John Henry and company. Something's got to happen. And Again, I really don't want to see Alex Cora go. I want to see the Red Sox go back to being more of a traditional baseball franchise and 
analytics be damned and go out and spend money when you need to spend money and make trades when you need to make trades. But I fear that what's going to happen is exactly what you said. The guy that's going to end up leaving this offseason is the manager. And that stinks because there again is a personality that people relate with and right. like to watch with the Red Sox. Yep. You're lo- you will lose another personality. And I, I don't know who they would hire. Hopefully it's somebody that has you know some sort of cachet in the game of baseball that we can connect with, that we know, whatever. I mean, Cora is just – people have liked watching him because, first of all, he has a connection to the past as a World Series champion as a player, but also – you know, he just he knows the city. He knows the approach to it. All that stuff. It's it's that's that's why I, I think it stinks. I mean, so texture the the way that maybe ownership might look at it with Bloom and the way that Bloom might lose his job uh, because like look I I'm not I'm not a guy that's against having good prospects and good young players. I think that's exciting and I think there as Scott and I have pointed out here the last couple months there are some young players on this team that you look at and say. I can get behind them in the future. You know, I think Jaron Duran, before the injury, was having a good year and a good bounce-back year from, from last year because last year was sort of a disaster. Um, you know, a young guy like a Connor Wong. I, I've, I've liked Connor Wong in, you know, in, in some of the things that he's done on the field this year. Uh, Brian Bayo obviously, is at the top of that list. I, I think that's a guy you can get behind for the future. So there are some good things there. So I think Bloom has identified some of the young players you know, that can help you in the future. My two problems with Bloom are, one, he hoards every young player. And again, we've talked about the the tough job of a chief baseball officer slash a general manager is identifying the young players that you don't think are going to pan out and then selling them to another organization to get proven talent in the big leagues. That's not something that he has approached yet or has had the the stomach to do, he's just hoarded all his young players and hasn't really given away anything. Heim, don't work like that. Right. You need to identify the players that you think, yep. eh, I don't know, he's a good young talent, I'll sell him to another organization so I can get some talent back, whatever. And also, the roster construction, too, it, it's been poor. It has yeah. been poor. To have the gaps and holes he's had at positions like first base two years ago, the middle infield this year. Second base and shortstop Embarrassing. Were just yeah. embarrassing. That should never happen at this level, at the big league level. This texture I agree with from the 732. Sox need an owner who has tunnel vision on baseball. None of these portfolio yep. moneymaker business guys. Forget diversifying your crap. If you focus your resources on the Red Sox, it would pay off. I agree with that. Texture, it starts there. You said it earlier. I think John Henry's interest level in the Red Sox has decreased significantly. When he bought this franchise and they were a long-suffering team that hadn't won a world championship in 86 years, it meant something to him. He was going to do everything in his power with his ownership group, with you know himself and Tom Warner and Larry Lucchino, to end that curse of the Bambino, and they did. Not only did, did they improve the product on the field and win a world championship, but the improvements they made to Fenway Park – I just feel like he's bored with it now, and his actions say that, right? You know, he's bought the Penguins, he bought the soccer team, Liverpool, and, and it's like, I don't know, I just don't feel like his heart, his energy, his focus is on the Boston Red Sox any longer. Did they miss Larry? Yeah. I mean, having a bad cop, yeah. I think so, too. To rattle cages? I think that's a guy that would look at this situation. And I was not a Lucchino fan, personally, like his personality. Sure. But, yeah, do they miss that bad cop? 
Yes. I, yeah, I think I think they miss that. I think that's a missing ingredient right now. Yeah. I do. I thought I've thought about that recently. I was like, you know, would this stuff be happening with with Larry around here? Because at least and look, Larry wasn't perfect. I think Larry was the guy that wanted Bobby Valentine here. So like, look, it's it wasn't perfect with Larry, but at least Larry would look at it and say, what are we doing here? Fans don't know who the heck's playing. You know what I would team. do this offseason if I were John Henry? Yeah. Tell you exactly what I'd do. I would keep Alex Cora. Mm-hmm. I would fire Heim Bloom or reassign him if, if you're really liking that much and you feel bad for him. I would go out and ask Theo Epstein, would you consider coming <laughs> back? He's a local guy. He built it the first time. He built it in Chicago. I, I would go out and see, say, Theo, do you want to come back for an encore? Scott, you want to get interest back in the team? You want people to get excited about a future with the Boston Red Sox? You bring Theo back, people will be excited. Is that an outrageous request on my part? I don't think it's an outrageous request. No. Do I think it's going to happen? No. No. I don't. I don't, I'm going to say it's probably yeah. unrealistic, but it's not outrageous. I, I don't. I don't think he. I think he's happy with whatever role he's in now because he seems like what he's an advisor to the game and like helping with trying to improve the game and the rules and whatnot. Like I think he's happy not having to go through the stress of building a team. But if you wanted to get the buzz back, I mean, they before they hired Bloom, there was talk of Theo maybe coming back here and yeah. them trying to bring him back. I mean, you if you want to really get buzz and interest back, people will get behind Theo because they know who Theo is, they know his work, and they know what he did in the past. And he was damn good at it with two different organizations. He broke two different curses. Yep. All right, the phone lines are full at 401-777-1037. Steve in Pawtucket wants to talk about the Red Sox. Good morning, Steve. You're next on Cordishi and Coit on WEEI. Scott, Nick, thanks very much for taking my call. Sure, Steve. Yeah, I, I agree solely with you guys. What you, you're right on the money there. But I, I also believe that it starts with ownership. Look at, like, Kraft and, and Henry. I think it's on them that those guys aren't there and why they didn't sign certain people. Now, you look at the 2018 team when Heim Bloom came aboard when they fired Dombrowski. Who was left from that starting nine that Bloom didn't have a hand in? None of them. They're gone. The outfield's gone. So I think Bloom should go because they're not going to find a manager as good as Cora right now. And John Henry better get off the stick because I think you're right on, on that part when the interest is not there. If that's the case, sell a team. Yeah, I, I, say, I, I'd like to have an thanks, owner that's thanks, fully Steve. focused, Steve. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Like, I, I would like to have my owner fully focused on the business. I, I just I don't like this whole portfolio thing. I think it's going to hurt. I think Penguins fans are looking at what's happening right now with the Red Sox and saying, oh, boy. And they don't care. How, they want more cups. Penguins fans are rabid yeah. about the Penguins. Yeah. They love the Penguins out there. They do. If you know a Penguins fan – you know that they love their hockey. And if they're going to start running the business like they're running the Red Sox, Penguins fans could be like, uh-uh, mm-mm, nope, we don't want this. We don't want that. Yeah. You know, don't try to sell us on, you know, like, they want to win the cup every year, just like Red Sox fans want to win the World Series now. They're they're hungry for it. What The old song, I say this to John DeLuca all the time, well, he's the one that usually said this to me, is, what have you done for me lately? <laughs> like, that's what we care about. Yeah. You know, and lately it's been, you know, They've run the business the way they have it, and people have been frustrated by it. All right, let's go back to the calls. Joe in Pawtucket, you're next on Cordishi and Coit and WEEI Morning. Joe, 
Good morning, Mr. Kodeshi. Um, I'm glad you're back there on the radio station. And Mr. Coit did a hell of a job, and you were gone. He filled it pro- properly, and so did Dan, Don, or whatever. And um, so I just uh, – I love you, kudos. Joe. Mark and, Mark and Ben, Mark and Ben, but you were Joe was yeah. Joe set the table. They couldn't the have done that good a job if Joe can't even remember their, their <laughs> names. Come on. Well, every time he called, I said, "Say hello to to Ben. Say hello to to Mark." You know, but Joey set the table for us the last couple of weeks. He was a big help. So, Joey, I appreciate you, buddy. Yes. Now, I have I have baseball and football questions for you. Not too many. Yeah. Now, how is this for an idea? How about Alex Cora? He's a good manager. He knows his baseball. Why don't we put him in a position like Bill Belichick is for the Patriots, a GM, put uh, a coach slash GM, make him uh, tell the owners what players he wants and how much money they can spend on each player. Because I'll tell you, right now, like as we all know, they're missing missing Bogarts and uh, Betts. I mean, uh, Mookie Betts and Bogarts, the primetime one is Betts. And let me tell you, I'm so glad he came back to hound the Red Sox when he when he came last week and he hit over 500, hit a big home run. He did awesome, and he still has at least four years left on the con- on his on his playing career. You divide all the money, uh, Devers, Bogarts, and uh, Betts, and they would have had him all there. They would have been in the playoffs already this year. Would have been an awesome team, but they didn't do that. How's how's that idea? Well, you know, it's funny. I, I heard this. I, I, that's never happened in baseball, first of all. I've never heard of a, a manager also being involved in the personnel decision-making. That's because baseball franchises and farm systems are so large, I think it would just be too hard to manage a big yeah. league team and to oversee the personnel within the organization. Now, that said, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with consulting with your manager and you know, maybe getting his approval and or disapproval if you're thinking about making moves that affect the big league club, right? Right. Um, I, I'm a big Alex Cora guy. I, I've, I've, I've said that for many years. Or instead of the hybrid, maybe you just move Cora up, you know, and then find a new manager. Uh, maybe you do the Brad Stevens thing, you know, with the Celtics. I guess. You know, I mean, but I, I just, I don't know. I, 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 I'm just not convinced they're going to move on from Bloom. I'm not, because I think this is the kind of way they want to do business. Um, if if they do, uh, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of talk about it, obviously, because I think half of the Red Sox fan base are gonna, is going to look at it and say, yay, and celebrate, and half of them is going to be like, well, you got to stick to the plan. The analytics say if you stick to it for two or three more years, this Red Sox team might be good. And Joe brings up Mookie Betts. In the month of August, Mookie Betts hit 455 with 11 home runs and 30 runs batted in. Wow. I mean, if not, you know, I mean, he's he's having a heck of a year. In the words of Pablo Bill, why can't we get players? Like I know. That? No, uh, it's, you know, if not for the Braves and the, you know, the, the year that they're having, um, you know, Mookie might be, you know, front runner for MVP. Yeah. Um, you know, because obviously they've got guys that uh, are having great years, too. So, um, yeah, it's this is one of those years that you look at it and you're like, oh, boy, okay. Well, this is the long-term sustainability of a, of a star like Betts. It, it definitely helps. Got a texter that agrees with us. If you hire Theo, they will come. Oh, yeah. Texter, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People love Theo. The, he, was, he is the boy wonder, man, the guy that broke the curse. And the decisions that he made, you know, in terms of, you know, you talk about some of the bargain bin guys or the guys that they brought in to sort of propel them. You know, because I think 04 was a team that, that was built through veterans and all that jazz, and you obviously 
you know, you make the big trade for Schilling and whatnot, and you get Keith Folk, and those are the two big offseason moves, and you keep Pedro and all that. But, like, you know, the decision to sign Ortiz, the decisions to bring in some of the veterans that you did, I think were, were crucial. And it built up to 07, because I think 07 was a homegrown talent team. Yep. All the guys that came through your system, Papelbon, Lester, all those guys helped you win a World Series that year. And so I think that's the sort of philosophy that maybe they're trying to look at again, maybe. But, like, problem is Bloom's not great at the bargain bin, you know, shopping and signing. And the prospects are just taking too long because of that. They're not sustaining any product or competitive nature on the on the big league level until those prospects arrive. All right, 401-777-1037, the phone number. Quick break to take. You're listening to Cordishian Coit on Southern New England Sports Original, 1037 WEEI.